This is Buffs Bible Study. All right. Uh, welcome to Buffs Bible Study. We are today looking at uh, chapter two in this series of defining Jesus. And in this chapter, we are trying to develop an understanding of Jesus in a different light. Um, and in this case, it is the Jesus we cry to. The Jesus we cry to. Um, I think it's an under underrepresented aspect of who Jesus is and what his character is about. And we're going to dig into that today. Uh, so let's open up with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We enter into your presence. You said where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in their midst, Lord. So Jesus, we thank you that you have um, welcomed us into your presence, Lord. You are here with us now. You're more alive than, than we could ever be right now, Lord God. And, and yet you're calling us into your presence. So Father, open our hearts to hear your word, um, this word that has been given unto us and to, in order to change our lives. Um, so change us through this word, Lord God. I'm not where I need to be. Um, and, and I know that um, many of my brothers and sisters are, are striving to persevere, to go forward in this grace that you've given us in your word. So help us in this matter, Lord, because we cannot do it on our own strength. Um, so it is in Jesus' name that I pray and give thanks that we pray and give thanks. Amen. 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 All righty. All right. Um, like Brandon just said, uh, we are on week two um, of defining Jesus. Um, this week, our title for our note takers um, is the Jesus that we cried to. Um, so I'm going to be reading out of um, Luke. Um, verse Luke 18, verses 35 to 43, and I'm reading from the New King James Version, <clears throat> and it reads, Then it happened, as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. And hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he come near, he asked him saying, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Amen. Amen. And, and so as we begin to, to open this up today, um, I love, I, I, one, I love this title um, that, that was given to us, the, the Jesus that we cry to. Um, and, and oftentimes, um, well, so actually before we, before we get into that, so, you know, we're, we're getting, we're, we're, we're later on in Jesus's ministry. Um, this is going on the, the, you know, the, the latter year of, um, of his, of the, of the third year of ministry. Um, and so, you know, the people are very familiar with Jesus of Nazareth, um, whether they believe that he is the Messiah or not. Um, he is pretty, he is, he, he, everyone knows who he is. And so um, this will be the last miracle. Um, and we've seen, we, you know, as we, as we continue to read the gospel, we see that Jesus performs miracles. Um, a, lot, a lot of places that he goes, this would be the last one that we are going to see 
um, before he goes into Jerusalem and um, and do what we know um, is, is, is dying on the cross for all of us. And so um, what I find very interesting here, right? And so in the book of Mark, um, it actually tells us that this blind man was named Bartimaeus. And, math, and in Matthew's gospel, um, it kind of, it tells us that he was actually not alone. He was with another beggar. So there was, there was two of them or two blind men. Um, and so what I really love about this text is that the blind man not being able to see um, was just sitting alongside the road and heard that Jesus of Nazareth was coming by. And when he, when he, when he hears this, he begins to cry out. He begins to, to, to plead with Jesus. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those that were around him, the crowd, begin to shush him, tell him to be quiet. Some, some, some versions say they rebuked him, right? And so it made me think, how many times have I begun to cry out or I begin to pray thinking that Jesus, praying to Jesus, praying that he hears me, but whether it be my own self, my thoughts, you know, I start to, uh, he don't, he don't really care about, you know, my little problem that I got going on or people around me tell me, yo, bro, you gotta, you gotta figure that out on your own. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you know, it, it brings me back to, I'm doing a, um, a study with my family. We're doing a study in the book of, um, the book of Daniel, um, and King Nebuchadnezzar, um, and Melchizedek, right? They, <laughs> you know, when they run into a problem, they begin to run to everybody else. And there's someone out there like me, like my brother Austin, like B maybe, right? That, bef you know, before we, we you know, we would go to everybody else. We would go to mommy and daddy. We may go to our wives or our husband, our best friend or a teacher or a shaman or, you know, um, some, some, some guy from Harvard with a PhD, you know, to, to help us, right? But we don't go straight to the source. We don't go to Jesus. And so my first question is actually this question uh, is is geared to both of them, but both of my brothers, but it's geared more to Austin, because um, I remember, bro, you tell me a story about a coworker of yours. Right. Um, and he, he was telling you that he you know, he that Jesus, you know, that God doesn't really care about his problems or the thing that he has, you know, going or he or she had going on in, in, in his or her life. Right. And um, I'll be the first to tell you, brothers and sisters, that's not the, that, that that's not true. Right. Um, that that is not that is not true at all. And what I love here. Right. Is that when he begins to get rebuked, when he begins, when they begin to try to shush him and tell him to be quiet. What did he do? It says um, it's, I'm sorry. And it says when he when they begin to rebuke him, he actually cried out all of more and he began to shout even louder. Right. He began to he began he began to, you know, we need to pray even louder. We need to you know what I'm saying? We need to, you know, again, never give up. So also my question to you, bro, because this was a, a real life incident. Right. What what was it that you actually told that brother or sister? Right. When they when they told you, yo, listen, man, I got a lot on my plate. Jesus don't really care about what's going on in my life. Right. You know, what, what was it that you actually said to them? Because there's people out there right now, bro, that are struggling, that are praying on things, that are, that are crying out to Jesus, right? And they might not get an answer right then and there. 
They might get it a little, they might not have, you know, it might not come in a week or a month or even a year, right? But they're crying and they're and they're ready to give up, bro. What what was it that you told that that brother or sister when they when they said that to you? It's funny you mentioned that, bro, because that's exactly as I was meditating on this throughout the week. Um, that scenario, you know, definitely came back to me. And I think it's important for all of us to know as Christians that the gospel is simple. It is simple, but yet so profound. And Brandon hinted to this before. You can be the most educated person, but it still not makes sense to you. And when my colleague said this to me, you know, first, the, immediately I felt sorrow, right? Because the context of this conversation was um, I was doing well in work um, from a business sense. And, you know, he basically was asking me, like, man, you're killing it. Like, what are you doing? Like, I need to know what you're doing. I'm like, bro, I'm praying. <laughs> literally, literally every day at lunch, my lunch, I go home, pray to my closet. You feel me? Get back to the office and just get back to the grind. And his response was like, well, I doubt God wants to hear about my prayers. And to answer your question, Dad, my response was, he does. He died for you, right? That's the heart of the gospel. Like Jesus died for you so that you could have a conversation with him, that, so that you could come to him in your time of need. So you did have access to your creator, your father, right? And you see this blind man and his time of need right? He blocked out the noise. He blocked out everyone else's understanding because look, Jesus had a multitude that was following him, but they weren't necessarily following him, right? Daryl mentioned this. This is the third year of his ministry, so he's performed miracles. He has some popularity to a sense, but people are gathering around Jesus for the wrong reasons, they say Jesus of Nazareth is in town. This blind man in need yells out, Jesus, son of David. Mm -hmm. It's in that simple prayer alone that his faith is expressed because he sees Jesus as the true Messiah. He's more than just a man from Nazareth. He is the chosen Messiah. And I believe if no one else can, he can, right? So I'll swing it back to Deb Brandon, but I just want to echo the gospel is simple. Every burden, every struggle, anything that you face, your Lord cares for it. He cares. He cares. And we can always come to him in that. Yes. Yes. This, uh, mm. This made me want to get up and dance right here. This that, this, that type of word right here. If you understand what this word is saying, what the, this word is offering to us, man, like this is why the scriptures actually uh, command us to, to shout unto God with a voice of triumph, to praise the Lord, to worship him with hands uplifted. It, 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 is, it is this aspect of if you actually realize who God is in your life, you, you will have no other choice. But, to, but your, your body becomes involved in the moment, right? Because uh, God created all things, and not, not simply our mind, not simply our heart, but our bodies too. Um, I didn't mean to get into that tangent. But <laughs> man, I love this story. I love this story because it speaks to my heart, like personally. 
you know, when I read this story for, for, for my first time, um, maybe like eight years ago now, um, I was 20 years old in college and I had just been saved. I had just actually come to a recognition that Jesus is who he said he was. Like, it's real. It's not just like something make-believe, something people made up. Like, no, there's a, not only a background history that goes back thousands of years that has a credibility to it if you do your research, but it actually has substance in the works that he did and the works that he manifests. And then the people who followed him who were willing to sacrifice their lives for, for, for him because they believed what he said. They believed that what met their reality wasn't the only thing that determined reality. You see, what their, circum their circumstance didn't define their faith. Their faith defined where they went. And so, you know, this, per this blind man was me. I think all of us, um, if we're humble enough and willing enough, we, we ought to put ourselves in the position of this blind man. We are blind. We're the ones sitting on the roadside begging. We're the ones trying to, 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 to fit in, but we can't get in. Mm -hmm. And if not, maybe I can't say we, but I can say I, I can say I was this person who was crying out and the people told me, shut up. Mm. <laughs> there are, whether religious people or non-religious people, believing people and even atheists, both sides of the picture, the crowd telling you to shut up, telling you be quiet, telling you calm down, telling you don't go after Jesus. You know, that much of my college education was a de-education in regards to spirituality, at least, right? It, it surely gave me a lot of intellect. Great. That doesn't save my soul. That doesn't actually heal me. That doesn't teach me how to keep my relationships going. It doesn't teach me how to walk out of bad relationships, right? It, it doesn't teach me the way of life. And Jesus said, he is the way. And so, uh, you know, what I'm getting at is, is I think if we think deeply enough, we've all had a crowd surrounding us, rebuking us when we had a heart cry, a certain thing inside of us driving us saying, maybe you should pray. Maybe you should call out to God. Maybe God will answer you. I want to read a, a Psalm 107. This was actually part of my weekly devotions. And um, I didn't realize the connection until um, just us reading it. But in Psalm 107, it says that um, some people wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. You ever been there? Your soul is fainting. Like I'm talking about deep despair. I'm not talking about just, just you know, a, a little thing went wrong here, a little thing went wrong there. I'm talking about something wrecked your reality and you found yourself in a desert with no water. You found your inner being fainting. It says their soul fainted within them. Then, mm -mm, come on, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress my question is have have you actually 
cried out to God in your trouble, in your deep distress, in your deep despair, to see that he is willing to be there. As Daryl and Austin have been saying, that he is willing to stop. Oh my God, I love this story because look, it says in, in, um, in verse 30, 30, no, verse 40, it says that once Jesus had heard this, it says, and Jesus stopped. God is willing to stop for you if you're willing to cry out. Mm -hmm. Come on. Jesus is willing to stop for you. Do you get this? This is the son of God. This is the living God. Like God who made the universe, who made the stars that our best technologies can't even number, who made all of the laws of physics that hold the universe together is willing to stop for you. He's willing to stop. That, that ought to leave you speechless. I don't even have a word for that. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing love. Look what the man says. He says, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. He's willing to call out on that mercy of God. So to close off on Psalm 107, it says that then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. Listen, the, the reason why this stuff is written down in the scriptures and the reason why I even share and our, our brothers here share their, their stories of things God has done for them in their life is because God is a God who's able. God is a God who's working. God is a God who's willing. And God is a God with it. Our God is a God with a track record. <laughs> and people write it down. This is, the Bible says that these things have been written down for us as an example to give us an encouragement and as an example in our times of need, in our times where we need to be corrected, in our times where we need to be uplifted, right? And so what voices are we even allowing to be in our life? This blind man said, nah, y'all shut up. <laughs> you, nah, he, I love, he said, it says he cried out, when they told him stop, he cried out all the more. He cried out all the more. There was something in my soul in my deepest and darkest times as someone who didn't even want to believe in God, where I said, despite all the voices around me, even the voice within me saying, no, there was something in me saying, there's gotta be more and I'm gonna give it more. See, I kept my hope on God's promise. This is what faith is. Cause remember, this says that the blind man, it says that he was healed. Jesus says, your faith has made you well. Faith holds on to a promise despite the circumstance. My promise that I held on to was a promise written in the scriptures that God, you better find yourself a promise in the scriptures and hold on tight. I'm telling you, if you hold on to one of them, you're going to find life. And, 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 and here's another test. Test God on his promise to see, see him willing to come through. Now, that's not to say put the Lord to the test as in I'm going to jump off a bridge because I know God's going to say, no, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, for instance, God said, if you seek me with all your heart, with all your heart, not some, don't just give me a little bit of pieces. I want all of your heart. Just like this man's willing to cry out with all his voice. If you're willing to seek God, he said, if you're willing to seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you. 
And I kept hold of that promise. And though I am unworthy, though I did not deserve it, Jesus Christ came to me and visited me in a dream. I saw the living God with my own eyes. Right? And so they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. I need a city to dwell in. God's got a city for us to dwell in. Come on. Let them thank the, this is the only proper response for God's goodness. Look, it says, let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love. The word for steadfast love there is, uh, if we look at the original languages in the, um, in the Septuagint, the, um, the Greek translation of the Old Testament, it's the word, the same word for when this man says, son of David, have mercy on me, mercy. The word for mercy is the word for steadfast love, loving kindness, God's exceeding abundant love for us. It says that they let, let us thank God for this type of love, this type of mercy, for his wondrous works to the children of man, where he satisfies the longing soul and the, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. So, so what good things are, are filling your soul? Come, let's just take a comparison, right? Like, think about it. What good things are really filling your soul? Like, yeah, we got some good things filling our mind and, and, and our emotions and, and stuff like that, and maybe our bellies. <laughs> but do we really have something good filling our soul? That's what I encourage us to question. That's what I encourage myself to question each and every day. The spirit of God in me, I believe, encourages me to say, Brandon, are you satisfied with my goodness? Are you being satisfied with the things of this world that really can't satisfy you? I'll leave it at that. Nah. And, um, and, and, and real quick, because as you, as you were speaking, um, I was just looking back over the text. Um, and uh, it's funny because um, this, this scripture, right? This, this passage um, like if we were in like the, the Baptist church, like we'd be hitting the drums and, and, and yelling it. That's what Brandon said. He started praying. Like I, I felt that because again, as I meditated on this all week, um, some things really just jumped out to me and, um, it was actually, it's pastor, um, Darius Daniels. He, uh, he, he's the, the one I heard this from. And he says, um, if, if it's not in the scripture, then no one wants to hear about it, right? Then it's it's fault. It's not true, right? And so <laughs> it's crazy. I was just re I was just rereading verse thirty five and thirty six, and it reads: Then it happened, as he was coming near Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the road, and hearing the multitudes pass by, he asks what it meant. And right there, that you know, what I'm saying that can go by a lot of, a lot of our head, right? You know, some, someone's like, listen, I'm not blind. I can see. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like B said, right, we all should be able to identify with this blind man. Right. Because whether if before we knew Jesus or if we don't know Jesus, that's how we walk around. We did a video one day talking about the veil and what it looks like when the veil is covering the eyes. We think we can see, but in reality, we're blind. Right. And so the first thing this man did was he asked a question. So many of us, we don't even wanna, we don't wanna ask a question. We don't wanna ask for help. There's, there's, someone, there's someone struggling, there's someone dying inside. You can ask them how they're doing, I'm good. No, you're dying inside. We have to, we have to begin to, to ask questions. We gotta begin to open our mouth, right? 
How can we begin to, to cry out and plea? And Daryl, look, look, even at that point, how can we begin to move those people out the way? There's people in our way at the times too. <laughs> There's people in the way, right? Right, 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 right. No, a- a- absolutely. And you know, it's crazy to, to answer your question, right? How do we move those people out the way? It's right here, it's, it's, it's right here in scripture, right? We have to, we have to, we have to keep crying out. We have to cre- we have to keep praying. We have to, we 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 can't allow, you know, whether it be the flesh, the naysayers, and look, the naysayers can be your family, they can be the ones closest to you, they can be your friends, you know what I'm saying? Um again, they, they we have to begin to 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 push them out and 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 begin to continue to trust, begin to continue to pray and call on the name of Jesus, right? Just like this blind man did, right? And again, I love I love how how B kind of he he brought the point out, right? That again, he said he cried out all of more, right? When he's when he, you know, in layman's term, he'd, he'd be in, yo, bro, come on, bro. He's not trying. Look, come on, he, that's Jesus. He's not trying to hear from you. You know what I'm saying? You dusty, you blind, you want to ground out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. he, again, he didn't allow any of that to stop him, right? And 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 and, and this is and 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 I want maybe you know Brandon or Austin to maybe talk about this, right? But again, when he cries out saying, Jesus, son of David, and I believe Austin touched on it a little bit, right? That right there shows you where his faith is, yes. right? That that right there shows you, right? And again, I love how B, how B, how, how, how B brought it out, right? Jesus stopped. And, and, and it's interesting, right? And he commanded him to be brought to him. So those that were just telling him to sh- shut up, boy, you know what I'm saying? Those were the ones that were told... Wow. Bring him, to, bring him to me. So I just thought, I mean, that right there. I mean, if we we talk about, you know, I mean, that like that, <laughs> or like that that right there is enough to get us excited. Go ahead, man. I know you got something. Go ahead, bro. Uh, amen, bro. And um, man, uh, you said so many good things there. I'm just thinking that this blind man had faith, but it wasn't until he yelled out to Jesus that his faith was expressed. Mm. It wasn't until he cried out to Jesus amongst the multitude that his faith was actualized and expressed. It came to reality. It was, it was substance now. It was something that was now seen amongst others. And man, when my sister's on the call right now, it, ta- it takes humility to cry out. It takes humility to cry. When was the last time you cried out to Jesus? Mm -hmm. You know, I remember going to church since I was a young age. And my family will tell you, since I was a babe, I have sweaty palms, right? So one thing I dreaded as a young, since a young age going to church was when the pastor says, grab your neighbor's hand or like shake everybody's hand. Like, man, my hand's sweaty. Like, but I realized that me being self-conscious about my hands and thinking how people are going to feel from touching my hands, it took my mind off of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You see, to be humble is to have a proper view of yourself in relation to God. Yeah. It's having a low view of yourself and seeing how almighty, how all-powerful, how sovereign God is. And I remember Brandon shared a video. There's a quote. It said that if you're already humbled, you can't be embarrassed. Hmm. So when I finally 
fixed my eyes on Jesus. I didn't care if my hands were sweaty. I didn't care if I was sweating at all, like profusely sweating. That's why I miss corporate worship so much. But it's when you block out everything that's around you, put your mind on Jesus, who he is. You see, this blind man heard about Jesus. <laughs> but it wasn't until he cried out to Jesus, he experienced who Jesus really was. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you what's holding some of you back right now from truly experiencing God's presence, from truly worshiping God for all of who he is, is you're worried about everything that's happening around you. Every time you go to prayer, your phone vibrates. Mm. Every time you're praying, you're thinking about your to-do list. You're praying, asking for things Mm. instead of just saying, God, have mercy on me. Mm. You come to God with the list before acknowledging who he is. Mm. Jesus, son of David, Messiah, God. Who calls me friend? Have mercy on me. You see, he had a humble view of himself. He realized that he had no right to call Jesus. Mm-hmm. But knowing who Jesus was and how much he desperately needed him to make a move in his life, Jesus, have mercy on me. Mm-hmm. I know I'm blind. I know I'm shameful. I know I've done some things. I know I've stolen. I know I've cheated. I know I've lied. I know there's nothing I can do to deserve for you to stand still Mm. and tend to a blind man like me. Yes, sir. But Lord, if if you would take your time with me, if you would lay your hands on me, if you would just sit there for one moment, I know, I know I'll be healed of some Mm -hmm. things that I've been holding on to that I've been struggling with. I know I can see if you spend some time with me, Lord. And man, I'm getting emotional right now because we all been there, bro. Yeah. We all been there, bro. And God is good, man. God is good. And it's once you, it's, it's when you get, it's when you receive God's mercy and you approach him in humility. See, this is a model prayer. Lord, have mercy on me. When you approach the Lord in humility, it leads to his grace. When you approach God with humility, you receive mercy and it leads to his grace. Yes. And it's when you receive his gift of grace, you realize you don't deserve it. It's when you hold on to that, you have the response of this blind man that says he glorified God. And all those around him began to praise him Mm -hmm. because his faith was in action. We need to learn to be humble. We need to learn to be humble. You know, we have a lot of younger people on this call right now. Um, We've grown up in churches where kind of like everyone kind of has a facade. Everything's put together. Mm -hmm. No, we need to be humble. Lord, have mercy on me. I need your help. I need your deliverance. I need your mercy. I need your grace. And it's when we block everything out and put our eyes on Christ, that's when we're inches from receiving our breakthrough and and putting that point putting our eyes on that on christ right what jesus are you putting your eyes on i'll even say the question like that right there are different jesus's out there 
There are different understandings of who Jesus is, but is it according to what history has revealed, what his revelation has shown who he is, right? If I tell you, you know, I'm an, I'm an electrician, but I don't got the history to prove it, are you going to trust me in your house? Are you going to trust me to fix that switch in your child's room that isn't working right? But I might cause an explosion because I don't know what I'm doing. There's a lot of people inviting a Jesus in. That ain't the right one. What I'm getting at is right, many of us have heard the crowd. <laughs> but can we see beyond the crowd? We've heard what the crowd says about Jesus. But can we see what they, what, not what they're saying, but what he said about himself. And, and, and man, if we get this, right, I am just, I'm convinced through my own experience. I'm convinced through the scriptures testimony. I'm convinced through the, through the uh, stories of believers' lives around me and who've gone before me that when we grab hold of the Jesus of Nazareth, the son of David, the Messiah, the true Jesus, and we call on that Jesus, the son of God. No other, there's no one to compare. Who can compare of what he's able to do? Right? The blind man, check this out. The blind man could see more than anyone there. <laughs> he, he could see more than anyone there. And yet he, did, he, he didn't have sight. Mm. He knew greatness was passing by. Come on. Do you realize greatness has passed by our earth? It has come through. Jesus has come through. The creator, the author of life has come through for us. And he's still coming through. Amen. But I, I, don't be me. Don't be me, the old me. The old me missed it. I missed it for 20 years. Mm. 20 years living for myself. 20 years living in my ego, in my pride, in my lust, in my ambition, in my status, in my success, in my whatever that was not filling my soul. It was, uh, you know, back to that question, Daryl, I don't even know if it was a question, but it was like, what is your source, right? Like, are we going to the source? I, I remember um, going on a nature trip and um, I, I went on a study abroad experience in Costa Rica. And in that we went through multiple rivers and streams and we were able to grab water from certain parts of the stream. I remember trying to grab some water from a certain part and the, the professor said, Brandon, we can't grab it there. I said, why not? It looks good to me. It looks clean. He said, it looks clean, but looks can be deceiving. There's a city up ahead. There's a town up ahead that's leaching into the water chemicals that you can't see. It's going to infect you. We got to go up more. I know this looks clean, but we got to go upstream more. We got to get to the source. Mm -hmm. We got to get to the source where the fresh water is coming out. So who are your sources for Jesus, right? This is why we go straight to the source. And this is why when you're listening to people who are even professing that they know Jesus, this, that, and the third, what does the source say? And we need to fact check it. We need to fact check it, right? And the spirit in you, the Holy Spirit in you will do that for you as you grow in a relationship with God. He'll remind you, Brandon, this is what I've said. Austin, this is what I've said. Daryl, this is what I said. And we, and it, my God, 
he called out, right? Some of us might not understand that. He called out, the blind man called out to the son of David. That was, he was pulling on history. Son of David was a term for the Messiah. Messiah is a term for the anointed one of God, the one who God had chosen to be the king of humanity, to restore it all. They had been promised by God. And in God's faithfulness, he has presented him forth. And so are you willing to acknowledge who Jesus is? And Jesus even goes on to say, right? He says, uh, if you don't acknowledge me, at least acknowledge the work that I'm doing. He said that to the Pharisees when they rejected him. He said, you want to murder me, but look at the works that I'm doing. Look at the people I'm healing. Look at the blind who are seeing. Look at the lame who are walking. Look at the people I'm reviving. Look at the work of God, right? So again, it comes back to faith. What is faith here? What is faith here? Let's look, look at the verse. It says, um, verse 41, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Lord, let me recover my sight. Right there, we see that when he says, let me recover my sight, he already had a faith that believed God is able to do what he came to do, what he promised he could do, which is heal. It says that the spirit of the Lord was upon Jesus to heal, to heal, among other things, along with forgiveness, along with mercy, right? So he believed that God is able to do what he said he would do. Just like Abraham in some previous studies we had in many of the uh, fathers and mothers of our faith. They believed God on what he promised. Do you believe God on what he's promising? Right? So in here, faith really comes into this place of shamelessly and boldly trusting God despite your circumstances, despite what things are looking like. I don't care what I look like. You know, we, we, we talked about this, right? Some of us talked about this where, imagine what this blind man looks like, right? Sitting on the roadside. Who's coming by? What's all this noise about? Hey, hey, what's going on? Yo, yo, what's up? Who? <laughs> Somebody finally says, oh, oh, it's Jesus passing by, man. Calm down. Calm down, Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, and he knew what was happening. Are you grabbing to the moment? Are you grabbing on the moment that's happening? In this earth, God is passing by. Don't let him pass you. Don't let him pass you by. Don't let God pass you by. This is your time. We're alive to grab hold of God. This is what life is about. I don't care what anybody else tells you. They're lying if they don't say it's about God, the creator who's made us. I'm sorry, I'm getting preachy. <laughs> Look, but brothers, let me, let me, let me. Let me break it down. I want to pass this rock to y'all, right? Real quick, intellectual for some of y'all who who want to, who, 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 none of what we said makes sense because it wasn't heady enough. Okay, let me break it for you. <laughs> when the people were rebuking him, right? The, the Greek word here is talking about a correction. They were trying to correct him. There's people in our lives trying to correct us from the true direction that God is putting in our lives. The true direction that God has in our lives, we cannot listen to other voices right? So to rebuke, it's that correction. Sometimes rebuke is good, but in this case, no, they were trying to shut him down. And likewise, when they, he cried out all the more, I'm just going to go rapid fire through these. He cried out all the more. When it says he cried out, that's in the verb, it's an imperfect tense. What that means is it has a continuous sense in the verb, right? We know that a verb is an action. It's to do something. And in this crying out, he didn't just cry out once. What it's telling you there is 
it was a continuous crying out. He did not, please get this. He didn't stop calling on Jesus until Jesus stopped. Mm-hmm. Are you, that's faith. Yeah. That's faith. It looks foolish. It looks reckless to people. Let's be honest. People, I have people in my own family, people who love me telling me, Brandon, you need to chill out. I had professors when I was in college, when I was seeking God, they were like, Brandon, you're doing too much. You're asking too many questions. Come on, come on right there. Yeah. So, yeah, man, uh, whew, I could go on, but like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's funny because I could definitely see the professor being like, yeah, Brandon. Please, bro, stop raising your hand. We talking about that was playing, but um, but no. As we, at, in closing, I just wanted to to just look at verse forty two and forty three, and then we're we're that we're at, we're out of here. And then it says, "Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well.' And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God." And as we as we end tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, those that are watching this video, right? Again, when we call on Jesus and He heals us, or you know, think or the situation that magically by divine intervention got better, it wasn't you. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't mommy or daddy. It wasn't your husband or wife, right? It was Jesus. So again, we need to give. Praise and honor to God and follow him. Too many times we were too many, too many times he blesses us and we go the other way. We say, thank you. Appreciate it. And then we go the other way. We need to follow him, praise him. And it says the people around, they begin to praise him too. So again, we be, we be surprised what God will do through your life to bless you so that other people We'll see it and praise him. So again, um, as we want, uh, Austin, do you want to close us out in prayer tonight? For sure, sure. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity once again, just to fellowship, Lord, to spend time with you, Lord, spend time in your word. Lord, I just pray that everyone in this line, that we could just come to you, Lord, continuously, Lord, and just humble ourselves and seek after you, Lord. You are a healer. You are the author and finisher of our faith, Lord. We thank you for all the things you are doing in our lives, through our lives, and for other people as well, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's go.